I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings total obliteration. I will face my fear. I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it is gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. I used to have to say this quote from the movie Dune every day for my big brothers when I was pledging my frat back in college. Although it was something that got me to brotherhood, afterwards it's been a saying, quote, motivation, whatever you want to call it, that has served me ever since. Welcome to your Monday Motivation. I am Eric Payne. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Well, Monday Motivation is a segment of the Dating After Divorce Survival Guide where I share thoughts and vibes I grapple with and then turn it around and share it with you, hopefully to help you get your week started on the right foot, on the hot foot, on the good foot, as James Brown would say. Thank God it's Monday. Why? Because I and you, you who are listening, have made it through the week prior and now have the opportunity to do it all over again. But this time, we have the chance to do it better than we did the last time. So if you're like me and you live in the United States and you breathe, you have children, you go outside, you open your eyes from one day to the next, you are probably aware of coronavirus, otherwise known as COVID-19. Today's Monday motivation is all about beating the COVID-19 blues, otherwise known as the coronavirus blues. So last week, my experience began like this. So I've been aware of coronavirus for a while and I'm a healthy dude. So I'm like, well, if I, I hope I don't get sick. I mean, I hope I don't get it. It's very similar to the flu, but I hope I don't get it. And I've just been living my life as normal. I had happened to have a bunch of Clorox wipes on me and at the house, I had a three pack that I bought just for my kitchen. And I started seeing this news about price gouging on Clorox wipes. I started looking at the stock market. Stock market was bugging out. All right, well, you know, just keep it going. Keep it moving. I'll just keep doing what I do. And it continued. The talk continued. The chatter continued. And then Rudy Gobert, a player I actually like from the NBA, Utah Jazz, tested positive for coronavirus. And then the NBA suspended the season for 30 days. So I'm like, wait a minute. Not wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What's going on? So I was like, you know what's about to happen? The grocery store is about to get cleaned completely out. And I do not want to be caught up in this mess when I need like a stick of butter and either the store is empty or it's shuttered. So let me go buy some bleach from Home Depot. Went to Home Depot. I knew that there was no wipes and no disinfectants, um, you know, the, the little hand sanitizer. But there was bleach by, I mean, they got shelves upon shelves of bleach, bleach and rag and so a bleach solution with some water. And a rag is the same as a Clorox wipe, at least in, in my house. I'm not going to be walking around with a bottle of bleach. But I mean, I figured I would use that to wipe things down as they came into the house. If I needed to, I had my car in the shop for a week. I wiped it down, that kind of stuff. So when things are being handled by other people, when I come back into contact with it, you know, I can do that along with my Clorox wipes that I already have. So I could just save them. And I've always been washing my hands. So, you know, I've been reading emails from this business and that business, and the emails have basically been saying, here are our new measures that we're taking into place, into consideration for COVID-19. We're actually cleaning things. So I'm at Home Depot, and I'm buying the bleach. And then someone comes in complaining about the fact that there's no toilet paper anywhere. 
I was like, toilet paper? What are you talking about toilet paper? You know what? I'm a parent. What if these kids end up being at home? Then, although I only have one that's still in the house, that kid is going to be using up goods like it's nobody's business. So I went down to where the toilet paper was at Home Depot. And you know, it's Home Depot, right? So they're not going to be selling four packs. They're selling 12, 18, 30 packs. And the only thing that was left were these um, Home Depot brand packs of toilet paper. It's actually a very good buy. But I got more toilet paper than I really, really, really need. I got a lot of toilet paper. But you know, it'll probably come in handy. So then I decided to go to the grocery store. And I'm the type of dude that buys groceries once a week and it's just a madhouse in the grocery store and i said you know not only are the stores going to be empty but the stores aren't even going to be because they aren't prepared they're never prepared for stuff like this supply chain logistics they're never prepared for this they're not going to order enough to replenish anything nothing is going to be back on time so let me just do what i hate the most i hate doing laundry and i hate packing and i hate buying groceries But I bought a month's worth of groceries over the course of a day and a half. And I got home and I was broke and I was mad. I was mad at myself for giving in to peer pressure. I have a little quote on Instagram that says peer pressure bullied me into. I didn't say bully, but peer pressure has me going broke. Peer pressure has me going broke in the grocery store in order to create social distancing. It's such an oxymoron. But, you know, in the long run. It's going to pay off because I'm not going to be eating out and I'll have food here at the house that I'm preparing that I'm able to cook. I'm going to be cooking all kind of recipes and daughter, who is my bakery, what do they call them? Bakery chefs. She's going to be baking. So Shay Eric, Shay Payne, whatever you want to call it, it's going to be on and popping up in here. It's going to be a little restaurant for two breakfast, lunch and dinner. So here's the things that you need to take seriously. You need to take seriously washing your hands. If you hadn't washed your hands before, not sure why, but you should definitely start. If you're healthy, don't take COVID-19 for granted. Okay, so you might catch it and you may bounce back or it may be nothing more than a cold and you'll go on with the rest of your life. But what about the little kids in your life? What about the elderly people in your life? You do not want to be a carrier for this and give it to someone who isn't going to be able to combat as well as you. So Stay home, stay away, stay out of the, the, don't, don't visit the relatives. Don't be like, oh, whatever, I'm whatever, I'm good. You got FaceTime, give the baby, and the babies aren't drooling all over everything. Give the babies the phone, allow them to FaceTime. Grandma, grandpa, and the babies will be on FaceTime forever making faces at themselves or whatever the Android version of it is or a Zoom or whatever you want to do. If you have a cold, well, it's probably just a cold. You know, allergy season is upon us. It may just be allergies. But if you have a dry cough, then that's something that you need to take a little seriously and you need to get it checked out. But don't go, you know, don't resort to panic if it's at all possible and go to the hospital and insist on being checked out when you have no symptoms whatsoever. Because, you know, these healthcare workers, I know quite a few, thanks to my mom being in the situation that she's in. They are completely overwhelmed at this point. And the thing is, is that they're overwhelmed on the regular. So if they're overwhelmed now. Their ability to do their jobs are going to be decreased, have, are probably being decreased dramatically at this point. 
Now, I'm not here to tell anybody how they should feel or what they should be doing to cope. If you want to buy 85 rolls of toilet paper and that makes you feel good, then fine. I mean, spare some for someone who hasn't, you know, if you see someone on the aisle, don't take the last roll and you got a cart full of toilet paper. But, you know, if that's what you got to do, then that's what you got to do. But stress is real. Fear is real. And it is a soul stealer, a joy stealer. And it will shave years off your life in slices that you don't realize or recognize until you're at the end of your days. And then you look back and you realize that you could have been growing, building, exploring, smiling. So you might be saying, well, how would you know, Eric? Well, here's the thing. If you live and you're able to look back, then it means you went through and survived this thing that you're going through. You're still here. And you recognize that you could have spent that time differently. Why? Because you survived it. Last summer, my mother was diagnosed with a very advanced stage of breast cancer. And my father has dementia. So when my mom ended up having to go to the hospital, I was here in Atlanta. And I had to pretty much drop everything because I'm an only child and fly home and get their lives back to normal or whatever you would consider normal. And many people who thought they were comforting me told me that, you know, you you about to go through it. It's about to be real tough. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm not going through anything. My mama is the one that's going through something. What I'm going through, the feelings, the emotions, the fear, the anger, the pain, whatever it is I'm going through, this discomfort, it's only temporary. And yeah, I'm going through it, but it's going to end. So I'm going to ride through it because I know it's coming to an end. And how would I know this? Because the same thing happened five years ago or going on five years ago when I went through my divorce. The emotion, the pain, the fear, the anger, the discomfort, all of it that that caused me, it came and it went. So this time around, when my mom got sick, I realized that the only thing I had to do was go through it, which I did. And as far as this coronavirus, COVID-19 thing, all we have to do is go through it, which we will. Now, the thing is, is how are you going to go through it? For me, it's a blizzard without snow. Being forced to stay home gives us the gift of time. Time to clean up and declutter our homes. Time to really spend time with our kids, you know, and get to know them versus overscheduling them, afraid that they're going to fail if they're not in, you know, if not every second of their day is scheduled for something productive. You know, we have overscheduled our children to the point that we can barely breathe. And by the time we're done running them all over the place, There's no time left for us. There's no self-care. There's no self-health. There's no wellness. There's no meditation. There's no time to do anything but have a half-assed sleep that gets us nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Just to get up and do it all over again. Well, this time away is giving us time to do things that we previously have not been able to do, at least not in this new digital distracted era. Like I said earlier, Me and baby girl are going to be cooking like it's nobody's business up in here. The only thing that I hope is that we don't end up five to 10 pounds heavier from the experience. But the way I'm going to cope with that, hopefully the way I'm going to contend with that is that, you know, I have a home gym and I jump rope. If you follow me on Instagram, you know that I jump rope a lot. So I'm going to be working out pretty much more than I normally do. But let's say you don't have that option. I mean, there's almost no one on the streets and the virus can't exist in the sun. You can go for a run. You can go for a walk. You can explore the outdoors. Don't go outdoors to go indoors to somebody's restaurant. Don't go to some packed venue. I mean, they've all been canceled anyway, but you can definitely go outside and spend time outside, spend time with nature, get reconnected, you know, get grounded with the ground that you walk on every day. (sighs) 
A week ago, a friend of mine pointed out that this may be a disruption greater than anything the tech industry could ever come up with. Why? Because now telecommuting is a thing. It's a thing for everyone when it previously was stated that it couldn't or shouldn't be done. Online learning for students is happening everywhere, especially at exclusive schools, high pay, high tuition schools. And these are the people that say, oh, it shouldn't be done. It's inappropriate. It doesn't tr- contribute to real learning. Uh, you know, places like University of Phoenix and all those other schools that kind of pioneered this stuff have been clowned. Well, they're probably sitting back with their arms folded because they're the experts in the space now. And everyone else is trying to figure it out in a very short period of time. Once this is all over and done with, gatekeepers at these exclusive schools and bosses who think that their jobs are all that and then some in a bag of chips are going to have an incredibly difficult time convincing anyone that they need to be where they have to be, like meaning physically there, other than for meetings. I'm talking about every day. Now, some days you have to be on site for things, but it's going to be very difficult to prove it other than what most people already know. They got real estate bills to pay. You have to justify the real estate that exists, the land that's being taken up by your buildings. You have to justify all that. So, yeah, you got to be on site. But outside of that, how are you going to justify it? If this if everyone is able to pull this off, if productivity increases, if people start to enjoy working from home, if students learn just as well as home as they do on on whatever campuses that they're on. Now, there's the stock market. The stock market is taking a dive. But at the same time, you could look at it and be like, well, now I get to stock up on stocks that I normally couldn't afford or didn't even consider affording. If you don't know anything about stock, the stock market, you should check out Robinhood. I will include a link in the show notes for Robinhood. It is a great place to get started with stocks if you are previously uninitiated. Now is the time to do the thing that everyone told you you couldn't do. I have another friend in real estate who is encouraging people to make love and then visit him or check him out or give him a call in nine months, nine to 10 months when baby comes and it's time to get a larger home. I think that's brilliant. I mean, it's totally brilliant. That's like blackout stuff. That's what they used to do back in the 70s. I think, I mean, most of us 70 babies were typically uh, born during energy, well, conceived rather, during energy crisis, crises. I have another friend who runs a science academy and he sent out an email blast last week with a whole curriculum for the time period that everyone is going to be off. That's brilliant. So you can you have the opportunity if there was something that you always wanted to do and you didn't think that, you know, people would be interested or would have the time or if it's actually not a physical thing, it's something that you could teach online. It's something that you can demonstrate online. You now have the opportunity to share that and sell it, package it and distribute it. Learn how to learn how to do it if you don't know how to and do this online. and You can make a killing. We are on the forefront of a new digital digital revolution, but not one where just the people in California or New York or even here in Atlanta who are in like these little tech hubs get to do. I'm talking about everybody. People can be business owners in their pajamas if they play it right. It's all about how you decide to look at this opportunity. The time that we're going to have over these next few weeks is time that we are being given back to work in our gardens, to speak to and not just wave at our neighbors. And to learn a little bit more about them and have them learn a little bit more about us. Over the weekend, I worked out with one of my neighbors um, for the first time. It was a little awkward. I don't really know them that like that. I don't know them that well, but I left the experience knowing them a little better. 
And if we hang out again, it'll be even better, I, I presume. Another neighbor stopped off in front of my house um, on Saturday while I was pulling weeds. She was walking her Rottweiler and she invited me to dinner with me with her and her husband and so on and so on and so on. We have been given the opportunity to truly reconnect. And let me leave, give you this last message, this last thing for the parents. Keep those kids as busy as you possibly can. If they are in school, fine you know, online, if they're doing online learning or whatever, but set up a curriculum for them, set up a schedule for them, make the effort. Because let me tell you, these kids are going to take over. They're going to stage mutinies and coups and they are going to take over our households. I went to sleep for a few hours. I took a nap on Saturday. It was, I was exhausted from working out with my neighbor. I took a nap. I woke up. My daughter dismantled my home office and turned her bedroom into this online communication learning nerve center. I couldn't even get upset because one, she needs the stuff. I mean, she just, she, she put her stuff together. She decided what she needed to do. She decided she needed dad's help and she figured it out, including moving a desk from one room to another room without scratching up the floor. I was, I was, I was too impressed to be upset. But like I said, Get these kids busy, because if you don't have them busy, they're going to take over. They're going to destroy you. They're going to have you running for running for the hills. <laughs> and because my daughter dismantled my office, I am recording this episode in a closet. This has been your Monday Motivation, and my name is Eric Payne. Check me out on Instagram at Eric L. Payne. Join my Facebook group by searching Dating After Divorce Guide. If you have questions for me or a thought or anything that you want to share that's hopefully positive, please email me at info at datingafterdivorce.guide. Not datingafterdivorceguide.com, but datingafterdivorceguide. Oop, said it wrong. Datingafterdivorce.guide. Season two is coming soon. Stay tuned. Thanks for the support. Thanks for the love. I hope I was able to help. Happy Monday. Let's get it in.